0: Hey, y'all. Welcome to NOLA HOTS, a podcast to raise awareness about congenital heart defects and discuss resources about CHD and other stuff.
1: We're just two heart mamas from New Orleans doing this for heart mamas, or dads, grandmas, aunts, friends, whoever may want to listen. That's Susan O'Quinn. And that's Lana Stevens. And I feel like we've got a lot to say.
0: I was th- I was listening to us just do the intro just now, and when you say dads, grandmas, aunts, friends, how many... I'm just, I'm just wondering, like, how many dads, grandmas, aunts, and friends listen? Write us in. Let us know. If you're a dad or a grandma, aunt, or a friend, are you listening, too? Because sometimes I think it's just moms. Maybe I don't know. doctors.
1: I feel Doct- like we've had professionals tell us we have. that they appreciate that we do this for yeah. patients. So I feel like maybe, and they're dads, so technically dads yeah. are yeah. listening.
0: <laughs> I want to know if there's grandmas listening. Mimi listens. She does? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's my mom sweet. doesn't know how to
1: w- work a podcast, yeah, so no, she, she's either. not listening.
0: I could be talking about both my mother-in-law and my mom right now, and they wouldn't know because they ain't listening.
1: <laughs> it's hard to get my parents to operate their phone, period.
0: I the understand. podcast might be pushing it. I agree. Um, anyway, welcome back. We're back. We're in the middle of November. Happy Living Thanksgiving almost, in advance. Yes. To everybody. Happy Turkey Day, gobble gobble. Susan's favorite day. I do love that week as well. Getting ready to head to the mountains. Oh, no. I Ready. I'm are hoping. You, this... How are you doing with your Christmas shopping?
1: <laughs> I'm a hard, hard no Christmas to Black Friday. Really? I do not change my decorations. I don't
0: you talk about decorations? Do not... You don't like order something here and there if you see. I mean, it randomly,
1: deal. if I really see it. But I feel like okay. none of my kids are older. It, it, it. They don't want a lot. They just no, I know. want really expensive little things. Yeah. That yeah. You know, I and done kind of thing. Get on Amazon on Cyber Monday, right? Right. I do a lot on Black Friday on that weekend. um, You know, but yeah, like a lot of a lot of my mom friends on the football team before we leave for Gatlinburg for the football tournament, they all have their house decorated for Christmas. Oh no, Mm ma'am, it's all ready, and I'm like, nope, I'm
0: still in turkey mode. No, we are definitely a. That's what we do on Black Friday is we take down decorations. So. Out of that, we flip it so. all out anyway, so anyway. Um, this week's episode we're very excited about. Um, we have Janelle Folino with the Hearts Playbook Foundation. Um, when we interviewed her, she was located in Boston, but she also spent some time in Canada as well. Her husband is a professional ice hockey player, his name is Nick Folino. If you're familiar, um, he plays for the Boston Bruins. So, um, any and they have a sweet little daughter, Milana, yes. and Milana is sons, and Milana their heart, baby. Is their heart baby. Heart baby is nine, so um, we are going to interview her today and um, see what she has to say about the book that she wrote and about the foundation that her and her husband started um, since Milana's birth. So without further ado, let's hear from Janelle Felino. Welcome Janelle Felino with Hearts Playbook Foundation.
1: Thanks for joining us today, Janelle. Thanks for having me. Tell us a little about yourself and your little heart warrior and how you became a heart mom.
2: Yeah, the the story of becoming a heart mom was a little bit of a whirlwind for me because I had had a really great pregnancy and there were no signs or anything throughout the pregnancy and then we were living in Ohio at the time and when she was born they did a pulse oximetry test that I guess they weren't doing at the time they weren't doing in all the states and so we got lucky that we were in the right place at the right time because they found her heart defect quite early and um, we were able to kind of fast track Things. Otherwise, I think it would have been a little bit of a scarier start than it already was. Mm-hmm. But that was how we were kind of catapulted into the heart world. And I became a heart mom that day. And she's our first born. And she just actually turned nine on Friday. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, she's had uh, quite a few surgeries two open hearts, and um, I think we're at four cath procedures now. But she's thriving and doing well. and Driving her two little brothers nuts. But
1: oh, now what know. is her
2: diagnosis? Uh they they kind of went back and forth a little bit with her di- diagnosis because she didn't have full traits of one or the other. Um they came with mitral valve arcade, um, but shown's complex, I've seen Shones Complex before um in some of their notes. And and so it I think it was she had some traits of some of them and not all of them. So oh, it was just a really severe mitral valve regurgitation and ultimately the mitral valve had to be replaced.
0: Okay. It's interesting that you brought up about the pulse ox. We just had an interview right before um, we started with your interview and we started talking about how that was such, that's been such a huge deal when that became a thing where they started to do pulse ox all the time and they weren't even nine years ago, obviously.
2: That's what they explained to me in the hospital that they weren't doing that everywhere. Yeah, I was really lucky to have been in that state because they explained to me, because it was all new to me at the time, obviously they explained that she would have gone home and she would have gotten even sicker and it would have been like a a much more emergent situation than it already was. Um, So I was really grateful and that really made me like want to find out about the other states and see what they can be doing. And we have family in Canada and I was inquiring about what they're doing in Canada. And um, it's a big part of us creating the foundation too, and trying to bring more awareness. It's like, I mean, I know you can probably attest to the, the
0: importance of awareness when it comes to right. heart defects. So you just mentioned the foundation. Tell us a little bit more about the hearts playbook foundation and how you started it
2: yeah so um when milano was born and went through everything she went through and the care that we received we nick and i my husband and i we always would say that we wanted to find a way to give back and with him being a professional athlete he has a platform that he's blessed with and so we wanted to really be able to do good with his platform and we always said we wanted to give back and when milano was about three years old we made a personal Financial donation, mm-hmm. um, Boston Children's Hospital, and to the Children's Hospital in Columbus, Nationwide Children's Hospital. But we knew we didn't want it to end there. We knew that we wanted to continue to bring awareness and be able to give money towards research and help families in need. And so, um, when she went through her second open heart surgery around five years old, is when we decided, okay, let's. Um, figure out a way to make a foundation so we can have a hub for the money that we can be raising. Right. And continue to give back and then have her be a part of it too. We wanted her to grow up knowing that we have this foundation in her name and then she can be a part of it and you know, continue to give back as she gets older too.
0: I'm sure she loves that. And at, at nine years old, she realizes it's about her now. And does she enjoy being a part of the foundation?
2: She does.
0: She yeah. loves it. Yeah, she's been um, really helpful
2: in the book, the sales of the book, um, Dear Heart, the book that I wrote when she was going through her last open heart surgery, though, those funds all go towards the foundation as well. So she's super involved with that. Oh, that's awesome. And yeah, just starting off small, but we really want her to understand the importance of giving back and, you know, how blessed she is to be where she's at right now.
1: That's awesome. So do y'all have like big events during the year or is it just the the book sales, strictly the book sales, or I was like, did I miss that? I thought you were telling me I missed that. No, I'm asking
0: the same question.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Right now it's strictly um, the funds from the book sale and we've had some really generous friends and um, fans even that have made donations through our website. So right now that that's all that we're doing as far as funds, we kind of created the, foundation right before COVID hit yeah into not being able to do events in it and everything like that but now we're now that we're kind of past that part of it we want to try to get some events going and we know that those are big draws and money makers and stuff like that and we are on both sides of the border in canada and in the us so we want to be able to do fundraisers on both sides. So we'll be looking to do some events in the future for sure.
1: Awesome. But right now
2: it's, it's a little smaller as of now. Well, tell you know, us that's about awesome. Oh, us but about wait, the you're in wait. both
1: places. So do y'all, I, I mean, I don't mean to sound dumb, but like, do y'all have to advocate to different people? Cause I mean, y'all have different healthcare and all in Canada, yeah, right? So they have different rules and regulations than we do in the States. Right. Yeah, they do for sure. Um,
2: and the way we try to advocate is just like mostly awareness, and um, when we raise our funds, we direct them like the funds that are raised in Canada, staying in Canada, and the funds that are raised. Okay. In
0: oh, okay, okay. Help
2: families like on both, in both places. Yeah,
1: that's and awesome. Yeah, that
0: that adds an extra uh,
1: layer element. <laughs> Elsa, does she get her? Cardiac care in both places? Like, does she have a doctor in both places in case y'all are in Canada at the time and she needs, or has she predominantly had it done in the States?
2: Predominantly, it's been in the States. We do have a rapport with a cardiologist at Sick Kids Hospital in Toronto that has done some clinics that she's had checkups at. But for the most part, um, her care is in Boston, and then also at uh, Nationwide Children's Hospital in Ohio. Um, but we wanted to have that report with the doctor in Canada because we do spend two to three months there every year. And okay. we, in our city where we are, we're four hours to uh, the closest children's hospital. So we just wanted to have a little bit of a rapport and have somebody know her story and have seen yeah. her heart. Yeah, right. The smart. So that if something came up while we were there, we could um, get it looked after.
0: Yeah. yeah before we can move on
2: to the States, but
0: yeah. Um, okay. So tell us more, you mentioned the book, the fundraising, the sales of the book. Um, tell us more about the book. This is a children's book. Is it for like, for those that are listening or not familiar with us? Um, how did it come about? What made you decide you wanted to be a writer and this was going to happen? I want to know all about it.
2: So when Milana was five, um, she contracted endocarditis and had to have her mitral valve replaced again. And at that point in time, she had had a few surgeries already, but she had been so young and she Mm -hmm. didn't remember them. And though she saw her scars and knew where they came from and everything like that, she didn't have the understanding of what was about to happen now. Um, and we had that six weeks of, antibiotics that she had to be on that we were kind of preparing for the surgery. So we had this time that we had to try to prepare her the best that we could. And so I was online and looking for books myself, right? Yeah, thinking of how I could prepare her. And I think I was honestly overthinking it when it came down to it, because I didn't really find much as far as books. So I didn't end up preparing her as much as in my head I thought I had to. And I think you might be able to attest to this too, like heart babies and heart kids, like as well as I'm sure kids who deal with any number of health issues. Like they just, they they get it and they they deal with it in their own different ways. But like she was, she just was ready and she was resilient. And mm-hmm. I think I overanalyzed it a little too much. But anyway. we always do that. We always yeah.
0: do that. My That's daughter. What, we do. Yeah, my daughter was six um, when she had her. Th- third open heart. So she didn't remember her first two. Cause again, she was a baby. And so similar, like I was like, Oh my gosh, this is going to affect her so much. I have to prepare her. I'm going to wait till the last minute to tell her it was me. I had to prepare myself. Mm-hmm. It was, I, it was me. It wasn't her. So yeah. I think that that's just what we do. It's, it's natural. Right? It'd be weird if we didn't. And it's
1: hard to prepare them for what they're really going to go through, yeah. especially because, I mean, I can't you know speak for every parent, but I've only had two C-sections. So I have no idea what it's like to really have a a legit surgery where my chest is cut open or my leg is cut open. I mean, you were talking about your daughter. So Henry's had two open heart surgeries and he's had 13 cath lab surgeries. And so I have no idea what that's like. So as much as I want to prepare him, I don't really know how to, because I, I can't speak from experience. Right. Yeah. And so I think
2: that's what I was searching for. I was searching for someone to give me the answers. Like, here's the rule book of what you need to say, what you need to do. Um, And in that process, I started just jotting down notes in my phone. And I like to write in the sense of um, I'm better at like journaling and writing my feelings than I am communicating them out loud so I would always either journal or type stuff out on my phone and stuff and then um when she was recovering in the hospital I just wrote out a poem and I wrote it in the way that it was like her speaking to her heart and her experience and what she got out of it and I just wrote it like from her perspective what I would want her to feel Mm -hmm. Um, and and I just left it in my phone and it was this little cute poem that I wanted her to eventually read and see. And then one thing kind of led to another. A few months later, I was at an art gallery and I saw a card for a local illustrator in Columbus, Ohio. I picked up her card and I ended up writing her a message. And I just said, I, I have this poem I wrote for my daughter. I would really love if you could like bring it to life with your illustrations, I had really liked the way that, um, some of the work that I saw and she said she'd love to, and she put it all together. And she said she had some experience with making books and she'd love to help me out. And she knew the story of, um, why I wanted to do it. And then we put it together. And then I just thought it would be a really great reason to be able to raise money. And it was something to be proud of for her and she loved it. And then how we just printed a bunch of copies and started selling them and um giving hundred percent of the proceeds to our foundation that we created kind of
0: simultaneously at the same oh, time. Oh wow, yeah. It all just it all just fell into place. You that's know, awesome down to the art gallery and the illustrator and everything. It was all just meant to be,
2: huh? Yeah, that's what it felt like. And I just really wanted at the end of the day, I was like, mm. even if nobody else wants this book, it's something that she can have and, and forever be right. proud of and it's part of her story and I just, that's where it started.
0: So where can people that if they're interested in purchasing this book, is it only through your website? Is it on like, you know, an other, you know, direct sites or anything like that?
2: Yeah. Currently it's just on our website. Okay. It's playbook.com. You can buy it directly there and we're selling it both on the Canadian and the U S side Okay. now. And, um, yeah, I'd like to, I think eventually get into maybe some bookstores or Amazon or something Mm -hmm. like that. But right now it's just me doing it. And so that's how, that's how we're making it work as of now.
1: You're saying that. And, you know, I recently told somebody that I wished, I don't know about, I'm sure Boston does. And I don't know about the hospital in Ohio, but our hospitals here have like, you know, like a gift shop where you can like go buy stuff. And I wish they sold children's books about, being sick mm-hmm. in them yeah you know agree, like your book or a cancer book or so that like these kids who are struggling with that like maybe the parent could get the book in the bookstore and mm-hmm. you know share it with the kid like you know it seems yeah. like something that seems like a no-brainer Who huh? it, it does but because I, I asked there was a mom that asked that last time I was in the gift shop at the hospital she's like do you have any books for kids in here and, and I felt bad because it was a volunteer and she kind of looked like why would we <laughs> it was like <laughs> you know only yeah. a mom would think yeah. like that's, I was like, that is so smart, yeah. you know, like to put it in the hospital gift shops so that there you go. You're Patients, going to be on a Boston Children's That's put your book in
0: the gift shop, you know? So I a mean, idea. It yeah. can't hurt. What can they tell you? No, I mean, yeah. first that <laughs> could happen, right? <laughs>
1: so, do y'all have any future plans for the foundation? Do y'all have any ideas on what y'all want to do to expand it?
2: Right now, I think that we want to start with the events. I think we want to bring people together and um, do some smaller scale events, and hopefully, larger scale events. And that's kind of like the short term plan. Long term, I'm not sure. I mean, we'd love to think big and um, be able to help as many people as possible. But for now, just we'll try to build off of small things, and then
0: yeah, we're all busy. That's awesome. You have two other kids, you said. Yeah. Okay. And there's no, um, both heart no heart
2: issues, both heart healthy. We had a little, um, quick scare with our middle son where they, they heard a murmur and, and, and they think, and ended up checking out fine mm-hmm. by the end of all the tests, but it was a, you know, scary moment. Cause I enough to was, bring you back for a minute. I'm sure. Again yeah. yeah. Yeah but it ended up checking out and yeah, they're both healthy. So,
0: so yeah, I mean, you're running this foundation much like Susan with three kids and you started this when your kids were very little too. Yeah. We started a
1: foundation too, for a similar reason, you know, to give back and educate. And and so I don't know how y'all are doing
0: it with these three little kids and running a foundation, but you know, I mean, that's what when she was like, So what's next? I'm like, this lady just needs to get through like the rest of her week. Well, she says, I kids. feel like
1: we've interviewed several foundations and a lot of them do a lot of different things. And yeah. I'm always intrigued to learn, you know, and, and hear what other people, you know, do. Like one lady we had interviewed, like they had the whole barn for kids. Yeah. Right. With all the animals, almost like a therapy type thing, you yeah. know, which I loved and I'd never heard of, you know. So it wasn't more like pressuring no. so like, <laughs> my own curiosity what is the
0: what are the ages of your
2: other two uh seven and five.
0: Oh yeah see she's busy oh yeah she's there you're you're in it you're like in the thick of it right now i get it and is the both boys after her yes so mm-hmm. she's not rotten at all i'm sure
2: <laughs> i love it i Got love that around her little finger
1: i bet she does <laughs> for many awesome. reasons
0: Yeah. For many reasons.
1: Well, let, we have a question that we ask everybody at the end of every podcast. Um, and that we always ask if there's one message or piece of advice that you would like to give to the CH other CHD parents and or patients, what would it be?
2: I think it would be, um, just to advocate for your, for your child and for yourself and and kind of just follow that mama's intuition. Uh, there were a lot of times throughout our journey that I thought about fighting that urge to ask that question or to mm-hmm. poke a little more. And I'm so glad that I didn't because a lot of things could have gone differently too. I yeah. like we, every mom, every parent has that like parent intuition and especially with a sick child, you need to really speak up and advocate for them because, you know, you you're their voice, you're their voice. And you hope that every doctor has their best interests at heart and they do, but you also know them the best. And, um, yeah, just to continue to advocate for them and, and not be afraid to ask questions. And, and, and that was another thing with like, the awareness and getting involved in the foundation. And we work with a doctor that does a lot of fetal work and even in pregnancy, I'm, I'm encouraging parents more and more to ask questions throughout the pregnancy and through anatomy scans and things mm-hmm. like that. Because I just wish I tell my husband this all the time. I'm like, I wish that fetal echoes were like a necessity. I wish that
1: they just said that. <laughs> we it's just funny said you say that. Last, last but interview. you know they passed the pulse ox thing, which was huge. But I was yeah. like, the echo seems so simple to do. To not, you know, while they're just in there checking yeah. everything else, you know, it's, it's, I mean, they get yeah. to charge insurance for it anyway. So why does it, you know, mm-hmm. same as the pulse ox? It seems mm-hmm. like something that would be so basic to I do agree. to prevent further i mean cuz i feel like in the long run it could cost more it, by absolutely. not detecting it yeah absolutely
2: and the doctor that we do a lot of work with he does so many fetal interventions and there are so many fetal interventions that can be done if the defect is found soon enough and so that's like a big thing but that so i i encourage all of my pregnant friends and family members to ask a lot of questions and mm-hmm. do, you, do you see this do you like you know four chambers and ask all the questions because
0: right.
1: you need to advocate and just yeah. try
0: So the theme here is advocate for sure.
1: I feel like I would have never thought to ask that. I wouldn't have either. I I wouldn't have,
0: you know, and I didn't know, I didn't know one of them. Are there before. four chambers? Yeah. Like I, I, you know, I would have never,
1: Mm-mm. it just seems so basic and normal that yeah. everybody had that. I mean, I was totally blindsided yeah. when I, when yeah. I was diagnosed and my, my doctor did find it while I was pregnant. So I didn't know I'm not sure if one way is better than the other, because I had so much anxiety leading up to my delivery. But I, it is something that I feel like was so basic. Yet, like mm-hmm. you said, I tell everybody now, like, ask when you go in there, if there's anything that looks weird, make sure to ask, follow your gut. Yeah, or request that fetal
2: echo, because I I don't believe they can deny it. Yeah. It's just
0: It's just not
1: It's not normal yet. It's not mainstreamed or anything. Well, thank you so much, Janelle. It was great to meet you. And
0: one last thing. How can people, I know you mentioned it before, um, but one last kind of overview, how can people follow you? Are you on social media, Instagram, Facebook? Um, Is it, you know, is is it the the foundation or is it the book that we follow and what website just real quick before we wrap it up?
2: Yeah, it's the foundation. The book is under the foundation so um on instagram hearts playbook at hearts playbook and on facebook as well the hearts playbook and the website is also heartsplaybook.com so
0: it's easy to remember easy, easy. to remember perfect yeah. well thank you again we enjoyed chatting with you thank you, yes, so much. thank you thank you janelle so much i loved learning about little sweet milana and how the book came about yeah me too and i like i always and i love our new orleanians i love to talk to our new orleanians and our local families but i always like to learn and hear from people that are in different areas of the united states or in her case both in the united states and in canada um i know that's interesting to have to navigate two countries Mm -hmm. for your child's health care right um i was
1: just telling lana how i really wish that we had some kind of convention duane i hope you're not listening So that we could meet all the people that we've interviewed because I, know. You I really like just you know them. After I feel like I minutes. know them and yeah. I love them and I know a lot of, you know, yeah. this, you know, journey that they've been through. And so I wish
0: there was a way for us to like have a reunion and meet with them. If anybody's um, listening and wants to sponsor a huge <laughs> convention for us to have all of our guests come, you're more than welcome. Just email us at nolahots <laughs> at right. I mean, we could make it all about it.
1: CHD. Yeah. I mean, I don't need it to be about it, but it would be nice to, to meet some of these people.
0: and Yeah, because just when I think, oh, we've like interviewed pretty much everybody we could possibly interview about this, then more people start coming out of the woodwork and we start to learn more about different national and local organizations and families, so... I love
1: it. Yeah, for sure. So if you're out there and you are related to the CHD world in any way, whether it's your occupation or you have a loved one who has been through that, um, please share your stories with us. We'd love to hear them. And based off of our ratings, people love the personal yeah. stories. They mm-hmm. they love to hear what other people have gone through. And they know, like doctors
0: too. And they, they do, love they to like hear to hear, from hear from the, the doctors.
1: doctors. I think if they like doctors you know for me when henry was first going through all this i felt like these people were like untouchable mm-hmm. but i feel like after interviewing them you're yeah. like okay they all they really real do humans. care yeah. and they're real humans and so i think sometimes that helps i agree parents to I think that's see them like differently doctors. yeah I agree. you know but um make sure to follow us on instagram and facebook listen on apple podcast and make sure to review us if you do we're looking forward to the next episode happy thanksgiving again don't forget no judgment here it's all about survival cheers